Welcome to the Spoils of Akron podcast. We're live, I guess, kind of live. We'll be live, uh, we'll be uploading this in a little bit, but we're on location here at Middlebury Better Block um, at the corner of Arlington and East Market Street. So throughout the day here, um, Liz and I, and Liz is not here yet, but uh, Liz and I will be doing interviews with some of the organizers, uh, some of the key stakeholders here, partners, interesting people we find along the way. So. I brought in for our first interview uh, Jason Roberts from the Better Block Foundation. So he's kind of like the Better Block godfather, we'll say. <laughs> you know, the OG of the BB. Um, so how are you today, Jason? I'm really good. I, okay. like, my, I like my new moniker. Yeah, I, I think it works. Um, so Jason, if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, in Texas, you started the first Better Block just because you were kind of fed up with... Um, the the lack of progress in the neighborhood and you wanted to to help uh, push things along so um, tell me a little bit about why this uh, better block started off and in, in some of the first the first days of this sure um so the middlebury better block or dallas better block What's a little the, bit about the dallas, dallas better, block, better block and then okay, we'll, yeah, we'll get into sure. middlebury so with the dallas one um you know I lived a few blocks from several of these buildings that had been empty and we had a lot of empty spaces as well and, and much like the environments that we work in, in, in cities now around the country, even where we're sitting here in Middlebury, uh, I had a lot of infrastructure like this, some beautiful old buildings that were part of an old streetcar stop. Um, and I would dream about them and say like, why don't we have coffee shops and bookstores and bike shops and flower shops and all the cool stuff I see in other places that I go. Um, and so it was really, and then I also started looking at the streets and say the streets are wide and gray, like why don't we have bike lanes and why don't we have, you know, cafe seating outside. And so we um, eventually just, I gathered some friends together and said, let's try to build our dream block if we can. Um, and so it came from that. It was just a desire to say, like, well, how can we make a change? Because this stuff, we live here, and I think we can do something better together. Sure, and it's it's a resident-led effort to improve the neighborhood. And, and I, I look at it as like an exercise in imagination to what could be here, yeah. what has the potential. We, we had a better block here in Akron and North Hill. So this is our first better block uh, this year in the Middlebury neighborhood. And tell me uh, why the people in Middlebury decided to have one here. Sure. Um, so um, shortly after the North Hill Better Block, there were actually a few neighborhoods that popped up and said, hey, we were really excited about this project and we have ideas for our own community as well. Um, and so um, Marissa, uh, who's here with the Better Block team. Uh, I'm going to say her last name wrong. Marissa Blewett, Blewett. from okay, the Neighborhood right. Network of University Park. Yeah, yes. and so she she uh, reached out to uh, the uh, Kyle at the Knight Foundation, Kyle Kudachuf, and uh, talked about like the desire to do a better block in Middlebury. Um, so, um, so we all kind of connected to that point and talked through an idea, and I walked through this area and, and kind of shared some visioning with some of the community, and, then, and, and so now we're here today. Yeah, and there's a lot of exciting stuff happening in Middlebury. You've got Marissa and the Neighborhood Network of University Park. 
Um, there's a, another organization called Rooted Akron who did a, a event called Envision Akron in the community garden right uh, on the same block. Um, they did Neighborhood Reborn, uh, NNUP did Neighborhood Reborn where they took a, a block behind Dave's supermarket and fixed up 11 houses and cleared off a lot of debris, um, had some uh, old buildings demoed uh, because here we have a very, very high vacancy rate of buildings. I mean, some of these roads literally look like third world countries with more, over 50% vacancy. So a lot of uh, residents and community organizers are really uh, focusing on this block in this area and doing some amazing things. So today we have um, a pop-up coffee shop. Mm -hmm. We've got a, a stage, a main stage with some bands and musical acts playing. Uh, we've got a number of uh, nonprofits with tables set up. And, sure. And what are some of the other amenities we can find here today at Better Block? Yeah. So a couple of cool things. Uh, one of the things is we took we're like we're sit standing in a ship or sitting in a shipping container now, but uh, it's in front of a former motor bank, a mobile bank, uh, so drive-through bank. And so we converted all the drive-through bays into their own little storefronts. So it's a little main street over there. Um, we also took. Uh, we built a hay bale pool because it's hot in the summer, so kids can go swimming. So that's happening over here. I may go jump in that pool. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm very sweaty right now, yeah. so that I forgot about the pool. That sounds enticing. Yeah, um, the city went in and actually permanently painted the bike lanes for the better block. So that was kind of nice. This is the first time we've ever had that happen before a project where city came in, sure. loved the idea, and so let's go ahead and just go and stripe this. We've, what we're sitting on in front of is an extremely large pedestrian bulb out we've made to reclaim some of the asphalt and turn it into a pedestrian zone. So you see cafe seating, we've taken old tires and turned them into planters. We've got um, chairs and, and tables out. We've got umbrellas here and, and people selling food. Um, uh, we created a bunch of um, bump outs in the street too so people can cross the street safer, uh, added crosswalks. Um, a lot of furniture that we built out of pallets. Sure. Pallet furniture. There's going to be some pallet trees, I guess, and some greenery, right, if I'm not mistaken. So back over here uh, in the uh, Rooted Akron group went in there and built out some more little um, kind of uh, pallet, um, a pallet stage. And with that stage, they've added a bunch of interesting tiered kind of flowered sections as well. That's made out of pallets, too. So really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and he, you talk about these bump outs. They're like... Uh, uh, discarded tires that are repainted, right? Yeah. Are those are those in there? They're stacked and look like little planters. That's right. Um, there's also a tire jungle gym that was built from the Akron League of Creative Interventionists. That's right. Which is another group uh, doing a lot of public, really cool public art. Yeah, and we are part of a pop-up podcast. So we, we basically set up our microphones, as Jason mentioned, inside of the sustainer, which is a shipping container that's used to kind of teach sustainability to residents. Yeah. And it's pretty awesome. So so you, you're a self-made guy. I mean, you started Better Block by yourself, and now um, there's the Better Block Foundation. Yes. And, well, yeah. And, and how, so, how did it get? Go I will say I had, a, I had a few friends that helped me out, so it wasn't just me. But uh, but I was yeah, the 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 guy who originated the idea. And um, uh, yeah, it's been for me just this. It's I was a, a computer consultant for most of my career, so now I've been thrust into the world of urban planning. So it's been an, an interesting transition. But really, what we do with urban planning and the way we're doing this is we were frustrated with the idea that cities just did. A lot of drawings, a lot of pictures, a lot of conversations, and little was getting built. 
So this idea is built same as the uh, IT community, what we call agile program development, where you go in and you you test ideas, you prototype, you make a change after you see what's successful, and then you incrementally modify things based upon new prototypes you make after that. Um, so this really, the idea is kind of this planning and action. So people can come in and see a, a, a revisioned uh, built environment. And then we have a conversation afterwards and say what worked and what didn't work and start applying some permanency based on that and then slowly incrementally make more changes. Yeah, it's an excellent model. And, um, you know, just to give a shout out, there's going to be a Calgary Falls Better Block next month. That's right. Um, and there's also some talk of some better blocks in other neighborhoods here in Akron. So this is something we hope that we can see uh, in all of our neighborhoods eventually because it is a great way to to uh, test things out, as you mentioned, without committing a lot of time and money and, and other resources and see what works and what doesn't. You know, I love the cafe seating here on this corner. Um, this corner hasn't been used like this in my recent memory other than the Envision Akron and some of the other things that have happened this year. I also want to give out a shout out to Charlie Murphy, the Stray Dog Cart. Um, he's set up here at the corner of Arlington and uh, Market Street as well. Um, another North Hill resident, great guy. Um, so uh, what what does the future hold for the Better Block Foundation and for Jason? I, I know you're working on another project in North Hill, the Exchange House. Yes, we at the Exchange House, so we're taking a house, and it's taking us a longer than we wanted, but it's, we're still working on this, and we're turning it into a Airbnb. We'll have a family living in it, and we can go a Bhutanese family, so we're working with refugees in the neighborhood. Uh, I'm going to make it kind of this uh, Bhutanese-centric space. So that's we're getting the walls finished out actually this month. So more things are happening now there. But I also have um, a project in Detroit that I go to next week. Then we've got projects in Macon, Georgia, where we're building four miles of bike lanes that are all connected, making it the largest grid in the city of connected bike lanes. We also have um, West Palm Beach, an old theater that we're looking at repairing. Uh, in a project in St. Paul where we're taking digital fabrication, CNC routers, computer-aided cutting machines, basically, and we're making furniture that people can assemble rapidly like puzzle pieces. Wow, that's excellent. Yeah. So, so Jason, where can people learn more about you? Is there a, a website uh, there is. yours or Better Blocks we can go to? Yeah, if you can, go check out betterblock.org.org, and you'll see, uh, you can see the recipes for a lot of the things we built, so you can build a lot of these yourself. Uh, our bike lanes are up there, plazas. The plaza we built in North Haven, uh, I'm sorry, North Hill last year is um, actually up online as a recipe. So people can go and download that and build that themselves. Um, and you can kind of see I've got a, a TEDx talk I did that talks more about the projects we've done as well. So, Great. Well, thanks for being on, Jason. Betterblock.org. Get down to Arlington and East Market Street. Um, by the time this is posted, I, I think the Saturday will still be uh, going, and then you'll also have all day Sunday to get here. So um, thanks a lot. We'll be back with our next guest in just a moment. Thank you. I feel short. We're back, and guess who's with me now? Liz. Who? Oh, me, yeah. It, was so Hi. Just, it just wasn't the same with me by myself. I mean, uh, Jason did well. But, uh, yeah, just didn't have the same energy level. I can't so. wait to listen to it. Thank you, Liz. I can't wait to see, like, what went down when it was just the two of you. I'm sure it's, it, like, I don't know what, just total total he, chaos, mayhem. He saved the day. Technical no, I mean, malfunctions. But, but I'm here now, everybody. But I, I missed you, Liz. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> no, um, it's we, awesome to be here. We're here in the sustainer um, here at Better Block, uh, Middlebury Better Block. And our next guest is somebody um, all of you probably know and would re will recognize, um, Kyle Kudachief from Knight Foundation. Ooh, Kyle Kudachief. 
You what? guys say it better than I do. Oh, Thank you. it's such a great name. The one, the only. <laughs> I've brought it up before. I'm a fan of really great sounding names. And Kyle Kudichief, I mean, come on, it just rolls off the tongue. Thank you. It, yeah. It, it has an authoritative uh, ring to it, I think. Well, I find it ridiculous. <laughs> I know. Of course, you don't like it. You have this great no, name. No, it's and not that. It's just, <laughs> I'm co- you're constantly spelling a name like that. So anyway. And yet, but it's yeah. what I got. I'm and yet, more or less, it's phonetically on point. I mean, as far as the spelling, it's, it's you know, ku. Chief is spelled like chief. Everyone assumes there's a Native American connection there. Yes, I I have to say. There's not. But it's okay because, you know, that's a very respectable sounding. Thank you. Heritage to, you know, in culture to have a name that sounds like something like that. Very proud. You can kind of own it without actually having those blood lines. I would own that. You have that chief quality. Yes, it's, yeah, it definitely. Maybe that's the authoritative part, chief, the, the, the hard consonants. Um, but anyways, Kyle, uh, you know, Knight has been a supporter of our Better Block events in Akron from the beginning. And um, you know, tell us how this fits into Knight Foundation's initiatives and, and what, what this brings to our neighborhoods. Mm. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no. just one of the uh, key things for Knight Foundation is trying to figure out how we attract and retain talent in cities. And place plays a big ro- the quality of place plays a big role in, in how we attract and retain talent. And so the Better Blocks... Uh, when I got to familiarize myself with Jason Roberts' work that he's been doing around the world, around the country, uh, I raised my hand and asked how we could get it to Akron because we have some dormant neighborhoods that could use some activation, and Middlebury is one of them. Yeah, it definitely is, and there's so much going on here at the moment. I mean, we had Neighborhood Reborn, and I pointed out this out in the last interview, but Neighborhood Reborn, Envision Akron, the womb has the community garden yep. here. Um, and w- one thing about this this uh, particular Better Block is there's some permanency. We have some permanent crosswalks that are being painted, and and um, so what what are what are some of your favorite aspects of this of this particular Better Block? Let's follow up on the paint point. A sure, small yeah, yeah. thing, but I think it's significant, right? So in North Hill, they loaded up all the city um, was kind enough to come to the table and actually paint the lines, the temporary bike lanes, and the temporary parking. But they used water-based paint because it was new and they hadn't done this kind of tactical urbanism thing before. And in round two, they loaded the paint guns with real paint because they trusted the process and they saw, like, why not, if they're going to put all this thought into design, why not make it permanent? And this group out in Middlebury has been pushing, okay, it's lovely, we're going to do something for 48 hours, but what happens afterwards? So I think that's a really healthy uh, thing to be pursuing here. Right, and, and, and I, everywhere. I went to one of their planning meetings uh, last week, and they're already talking about what's next. Great. What, what comes next. So they're already working on that, and it's. I think that's a real important part of the Better Block experience is using this as a launching pad. Do you like, by the way, that um, the container that we're in, the sustainer, Kaylee's sustainer, uh, yeah. uh, block, you know, call it box, what have you, is also a sauna. Um, we are glistening in the box today. So you're welcome to our, our little spa situation. You, you guys need interview. to put in like cedar racks and have yeah, towels exactly. and we can just I, go I've full lost, on. Like, There's a mas- <laughs> Yoli's outside and she'll be massaging you when you get out, by the way. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> we, we are covering all aspects, uh, bringing new things to this better block. 
This is, this is very important. I think the idea of, of a permanent paint situation is going to have a lasting effect. Obviously, uh, it'll resonate and, and hopefully be put to use uh, beyond just today. And that's, that's really the point. So I'm so glad they took that step. Um, I'm looking across the street right now. Uh, we're, we're right across from a beautiful community garden. So there's going to be things that, will, um, that were here before that hopefully today uh, brings new inspiration from these sort of pop-up situations. And then things like the paint that are brand new as of today that will... Uh, be implemented and, and that will keep people thinking about improvements. In building on the view that you're referring to, I'm looking at, so one of the things Better Block has done is reclaimed a bunch of the pavement to create a plaza rather than just having, I don't know, five or six lanes of traffic that's out here on East Market. They've reclaimed a bunch of it and we're looking at about 15 people sitting out there eating stray dog for lunch on a space that usually is just exhaust and noise right so it, it begs a question you think of all the concrete real estate we have across the city how could we repurpose it for a much better use and this is a great example absolutely S small thing big impact sure and it makes it more pedestrian friendly more bicycle friendly people are going to be more inclined to want to walk around families outside. strollers people people who can't walk that fast across all this you know this right, giant right. crowd thing they it's safe they, right here Look right on cue a cute little girl. girl on a bicycle Hi. and a little boy just came up with ice cream cones no less i mean this is a beautiful thing um where they otherwise might not have been able to do that with the traffic on uh previous days so i love how better block moves around and the concept of it making each neighborhood one at a time feel special and included in this process and like hey akron's got its eye on you we care about you we want to do better for your neighborhood as well as this one as well as this one not just the the sort of key ones where the most traffic uh and most businesses are downtown but um it I love the idea of making the residents around here and the people feel like the whole community cares. We, yeah, all I, of Akron cares. The thing I like about the Better Block format, too, is they're very intentional about taking things that are happening already in the neighborhood and looking to accelerate or build on those rather than trying to bring some, like, you need this, you need that. No, what, what do you want? What's already happening in your neighborhood? How could we give people a chance to try it out? So Compass Coffee is a good example, a local coffee shop that's serving uh, for two days. Hopefully will become a permanent fixture down at the well. Nice. Well, yeah, and actually, I, I had the chance to visit yesterday the well building, and they're going to have a 3,000-square-foot uh, blueprint for that coffee shop. It's going to be a meeting place for uh, the community, and I'm really excited about that. Um, so, Kyle, you used a, a term that I've been hearing a lot lately, uh, tactical urbanism. Ooh, and, tactical uh, urbanism. And for those out there that may not know what this entails, I mean, we've seen a lot of it happening in Akron's neighborhoods lately. So what what, what, what does that necessarily mean? And what, what, you know, what is that all about? There's some preacher that used to say, don't just stand there, do something. I don't remember whose line that was, but remember that's, that. that's yeah. it, right? If tactical right. urbanism is everyone can do fancy plans and renderings and aspirations, but what if we actually did something? And we did something that was low cost, let people try it out and then build from there. Maybe the action can inform the planning. And so uh, that, that was a, that's my interpretation. There's a lot more to tactical urbanism. The good news is we have a, a lot of people in Akron, very smart men and women who are starting to explore this space about how uh, simple actions can help to revitalize blocks, neighborhoods, streets. Uh, so there's a lot more to come on that piece. I 
I think I applied tactical urbanism to the farm and flea, and I didn't even know it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it was kind of a let's just try it and see over the past couple of years. And this year, thank you, Kyle, and, and to our partners, you know, Countryside, who's on board, and everybody, um, Knight Foundation, who's uh, helped and, and recognized and helped that growth this year. So um, tactical urbanism, I think it's a great concept. It's a it's a take action sort of notion. And Better is. Block is, is a perfect example. I mean, it's a, it's a bunch of different strategies coming together to change the neighborhood, but we could have uh, passed out brochures or done PowerPoints about what's possible in Middlebury. Ah. We can go do it. Do it. You can go right. like taste the coffee, uh, smell the grill, uh, go to the vegetable garden. Like, let's go do it. Absolutely. So that's the opportunity. It speaks much louder than any PowerPoint when you see neighbors actually out here creating uh, wonderful things like this and using existing resources. I mean, I love the fact that we're using tires for a lot of these um, planters. You know, these planters and the jungle gym they built. We're, we're using things that are uniquely Akron and that are that are signify Akron. And I think that's an amazing thing. Yeah. And I'm sure that the uh, neighbors here and the residents and the people who are here on a regular basis in this neighborhood l are absolutely loving seeing new faces come to their neighborhood today. And and so the interactions alone, yeah. you know, neighbors that didn't realize they were neighbors or people from other, the other side of town meeting uh, new people across town. I love just the human interaction, the community. The people community coming, are coming a great together. thing. More people is a good thing, for, especially for public space. Sure, it's our most valuable resource. Yeah. And um, so, Kyle, what 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 are some upcoming plugs you'd like to give for Knight Foundation endeavors and projects and anything that you think people should maybe know about or? So we have two more better blocks that are going to follow this one. This isn't just a one-off. Uh, we're going to do Middlebury, and then uh, we aren't funding Copley directly, but Copley Circle is going to do one, and then Cuyahoga Falls uh, um, Torchbearers received a grant uh, that through us uh, to do one up on Front Street uh, up in the fall. So th those will be coming up. So if you're not able to make this one, there's two more on the calendar for this year. And I'm hoping, Mayor Horgan's talked about wanting to have a plan for all 22 neighborhoods in the city. I think this kind of strategy, this kind of intervention can help inform what that plan should be for each of the 22 neighborhoods. Absolutely, yeah. and, and we will be at the Chicago Falls Better Block Yay. Uh, podcasting yeah. in a similar manner. Hopefully today. it'll be cooler. It should be, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll Not cooler in a, uh, in a, wow, that's cool sense, but he's talking temperature. This temperature is pretty wise, cool. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, but you're right. Each one is a learning experience, yeah. um, and uh, I recommend, if you're able, uh, listeners, I recommend going to each because each neighborhood is so distinct, and like Kyle said, um, whatever is... Uh, you know, put forth that day and, and built upon is built upon the existing neighborhoods, um, uh, you know, already uh, thriving community in a sense that wants to do more. You know, there's already a great community base there, great people and uh, local businesses, but each is distinct. And so each is really worth going to. Um, and the Cuyahoga Falls one, I think, is they're calling it Cuyahoga Falls 2. Yeah. At least that's what Jetta called it to me. Mm -hmm. So I like and that a lot. Because I missed the first one, so I want to get to this one. These are set up to be open source, like copy, steal, borrow, be inspired. There's a bunch of people who are walking around here today that are going to leave and go, wait a minute, I could do that in my neighborhood. And that's what we're hoping happens. And people of, of different scales. It could be a small parcel. It could be a full city block or something in between. Absolutely. Well, well, thanks for being on, Kyle. We'll let you get back to enjoying yourself here. And, I'm going to uh, go get some food. I'm going to go get yeah. some stray dog. I can smell the oh, I know. Yeah. It's, like, it's making me hungry. Uh, it smells so good. It's wafting right in the window of the, of the sustainer uh, container that we're in. And so we are, we are both, like, 
feeling the heat and smelling oh, yeah. the food. And I'm not only, is, it, is there beer anywhere here yes, today? Yes, there's beer. Okay. We're going to seek that out too. Okay. So next time we have a, be we're back around. on with our, our next guest, we just might have uh, some suds to go with that Thank you both for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you Kyle. so much. All right, Willie Smith. Willie Smith, we're back with uh, at the Spoils of Akron podcast with one of the residents here in Middlebury, uh, Willie Smith. And you, you'll have to forgive the format today. It's, uh, it's going to be a little choppy once we edit this because we're just starting and stopping. We're finding people bringing them in and interviewing them as we, uh, as we encounter them. So sort of like a, we're sort of ambushing people. And there's no short cool. supply. There are so many uh, really incredible Akronites out here today. Uh, people who live in this neighborhood, people who are visiting specifically for the event. So it's it's just a matter of, you know, every time we turn around, someone's walking by who does uh, just incredible things in this town. And Willie, it's so nice to meet you. Oh, nice to meet you. Sir. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going we're gonna to get the take on this event from an actual resident. What do you make of all this? I make this out to be one of the most prosperous things that came to this neighborhood in a long time. I haven't seen this kind of traffic in, in this uh, section, uh, North Arlington and South Arlington and East Market, since uh, uh, I, I say First National Mary Bank was here and across the street they own uh, North Arlington uh, in uh, East Market. We had the Key Bank. So how long ago are we talking? How many years? We're talking about 15 years. So this is way overdue, this kind of community. Way overdue. This sort of community gathering, this sort of uh, community love for the property, for the neighborhood, for the people. This is way overdue. Yes, it, it, it seems like just, just for this day or this moment, and maybe tomorrow, prosperity has been brought to this community. And it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful, beautiful thing um, in that it gives everybody who lives here a chance to meet people from other neighborhoods and people from other neighborhoods coming in a chance to interact with the people and it's just everybody's in such a great mood it's all love all love i mean i think the people are enjoying it and uh many of us uh especially at my age haven't seen this many people within this section intersection in about 15 years gathered up here doing any type of shopping or or even social development. And, and how does that make you feel, Willie? It's it makes me feel good. It's, it seems like, you know, the, the, the neighborhood, the, the block is being revived again. It yeah. is. Bringing and, life back to and it. And this is the great starting point for it to continue, right? Yes, it is. And I hope this is not the last time that this happens because these ideas should be picked up. Absolutely. And the, the paint on the street for the bike lanes and so forth. We see children using them. Those are things that, you know, even if it's not a big community event day like today, that they'll be used on a daily basis and, and they can stay here and be enjoyed and inspire the children and, and adults alike to uh, continue to grow and continue to improve and continue to use uh, the city as it should be used, their neighborhood as it should be used with positive uh, things, with, with outdoor recreation, with interaction, uh, small businesses, it'll encourage those to come in and grow and the ones that are already here give them new business hopefully. Um, so there's that economic sort of aspect to it as well. What What's your take on the retail situation here? The retail situation is long overdue here because we have a shortage of uh, uh, especially retail, retail stores such as clothing stores, uh, uh, fruit and vegetable stands, the flea market, uh, clothing stores. Uh, we, we have a lack of a, we have a lack of a many 
many, many retail at, uh, outlets, and plus, you know what? We don't even have what, 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 what most most neighborhoods have is a is an ice cream parlor. We don't even have an ice cream parlor in the, in the street, and we have nothing like that. Is lot. downright shameful. That's not every right. neighborhood needs an ice cream parlor. That's not every right. neighborhood, especially needs a day ice like cream today, right? right? It is so That's hot. Right. And no Swensons. We don't have nothing like a Swensons. You what? know, closely, you know. What? They should be set up here with their food truck today. I can see. I, I just can't see them not being here. Like they say, Swenson is very popular. Matter of fact, it, it, it has uh, brought a lot of business to other businesses in other parts of the town in which they are located, and it would do the same thing here. Right. Mr. Willie, Mr. Mr. Willie Smith, I have a, uh, a diagram you drew in my hands. Can you tell us what this is about? Okay, this is about uh, this is about River Street, where Goodyear Manufacturing sort of abandoned Middlebury. They used to be here, and and when they were here, there was many thriving retail businesses, uh, restaurants, and. Uh, Matter of fact, Acme Click stores and, and things of that sort. But when they when they abandoned us, they left us looking awful remote. And now we have the street River Street, which is basically vacant because all the uh, manufacturing plant is tore down. But yet, still, nothing has replaced it. So we have like uh, about a, a quarter mile of uh, of a uh, vacant land, which is like park land. And in a, in, in an event like this. Could, could surely fill it up and, and, and bring people back into the area because down, down River Street, all you have is just mass vacant land and we're, we're not, it has no economic impact for, 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 for bringing no, no kind of tax base to East Akron. So in other words, you're saying that when there was a big industry here, uh, it, it really had a ripple effect and it helped support the community. And that makes sense. That's a, that's a, a given here in America that those big industries often had communities built around them and it helped everything uh, economically. But then when they would go away, there wasn't necessarily a plan in place uh, to continue to support that surrounding area that it was responsible for helping support. So here you are kind of coming up with some brainstorming ideas. Uh, if you don't mind my reading from your mm -hmm. diagram, it says flea market on River Street, idea for a flea market on River Street. Um, it says, you know, plug in some different retail outlets and recreational facility. Uh, you've got your ice cream parlor there that you're so passionate about and your Swenson's hamburger shop. Now, Willie, is it safe to say that on a selfish note you like hamburgers and ice cream? Is that no, what's it's not. <laughs> it's fair and it's honest. Is that, is that really what's going on here? Willie wants hamburgers and ice cream, everybody. Uh, but I don't blame you because those are, those are good things. And, uh, and they would do well. Um, and a lot of people would flock to them because everybody loves those things. So then you've got also some retail clothing shops. And if I turn this upside down, you've got... Oh, a great dancing and music entertainment space. So something social and lively. Um, a tackle and bait store so people can uh, put that to use, sort of thing to use on the lake, right? And a wading pool, a swimming pool, a fruit and vegetable stand. I think you've covered um, such awesome things here and, and put all that together. And you've pretty much got a gathering like we have here at Better Block today on a regular basis. We have a remote area thriving again if we could put that down uh, River Street because River Street is like a a, a dead area now. I mean, I mean, it's there's just nothing there to put to, to bring people there, and it's it's sort of like a wasted waste of taxpayers' money just 
uh, upkeeping and servicing it without it uh, uh, br bringing back any income to the community. So, so yeah, the, the paper we're looking at here, they, they have residents drawing their vision for improving the neighborhood, and there's a clothesline hanging out here from the sustainer uh, shipping container, which is, is so we're, we're getting direct resident feedback here, which is so important because the, the residents are the people who are going to have to live with whatever decisions are made here in the long term. A lot of people come here for an event like today, uh, swoop in and put up pop-up shops and, and share some ideas, but it's the residents' ideas that are the most valuable. So, Willie, we thank you for being on with us today. We hope you enjoy yourself, and we hope that you can help uh, other residents pick up this momentum and really make this neighborhood shine. You know what, and we, are, we, we in this community appreciate you bringing this to, to our community. And by the way, you look nicer than anyone else no. as far as style and clothing goes Definitely today. Nice I just want to throw that out there. get you everywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, no, the, man, the man's got properly ironed shirt and pants on, nice summer cool white short sleeve shirt, but he, he looks the part. You look like a leader in this community and like you're proud to be here, and I like that. Well, you know, I, I, I know what my occupation before I retired was, uh, theater, theater and motion picture you know I was a I was a stagehand so oh, yeah you know, ah, so that's why nice. I, you know I mean a lot of times like this because this is what I, what I was doing for a living this is where we look nice you're you know you know what works aesthetically in that uh, physical representation and, and what people see it matters okay, thank you it make, makes an that. impression initial impression all right I was so happy to get to meet you today and I know we're gonna talk some more later on thank you so much thanks thank Willie. Without. All right, we're here at Middlebury Better Block today, Liz and Chris Miller, and our, next, our next guests are very instrumental in putting this whole thing together. We have Kelly McHood from Rooted Akron and Marissa Blewett from Neighborhood Network of University Park, and th these two have done tremendous things here lately. I mean, they really have. They, they've really turned this whole neighborhood around. Um, Envision Akron took place recently. So did um, Neighborhood Reborn, where they fixed up people's houses. They cleared out debris. They planted trees. It, it's just so much. Um, so thanks for being on, guys. And, and tell us how this... Uh, we'll start with Marissa. Tell us, tell us why this, this was an important uh, event to plan and why, why you led the charge. Yeah, so maybe we can take it back to uh, how it all started. So it was... NNUP's mission is to create a unified voice to renew the University Park community. But the only way we can do that is by listening to the neighbors. So um, Sophie Elifritz, shout out to Sophie. She's uh, out on uh, Ups and Jewett. She goes uh, to that block watch. She actually scribbled down on a piece of paper this exact location for the Middlebury Better Block. Um, so we're just enacting the changes and the wishes that the community wants to see. Uh, that's why this place is important. That's why this event is important. That's and, and very you, cool. And you listen to the the needs of the neighbors. I mean, and this is how you did Neighborhood Reborn, too. You went around and asked each person here who you're, is being affected what they want, what they'd like to see, which is very, uh, crucial, I think. That's what I was going to say. That is very cool because is Sophie actually a resident? Yeah, she's, yeah, she's, so she's, yep, she's a resident. You took it right from the mouth of someone who is already part of this neighborhood and, and listened. 
Yeah, and to take it a step further, I mean, we listen, but then we ask them to be involved. So it's important for them to be out here making sure they're volunteering their time, continuing to put their efforts in. And then after this is done, after Sunday we close up at 4, we're asking them to be involved in the What's Next committee to talk about sustainable changes. This is Some of this is temporary, some of it is permanent, but um, we need to come together as a community, not just for a, a weekend. Good call. That's That's been the resonating... That, that's been the recurring theme, it seems. audience here. Honestly, that has been the recurring theme with each person we've interviewed so far today. Yeah. Is what's next, let's keep it going. So that's, I think, what this whole thing is really about. Uh, another theme today is, it's hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> it is hot so in here. So if you see me and I'm covered in Woo! sweat, there's, there's a reason for that. We are like sweating um, pigs. pigs. We are. And, okay. and so, so Kelly, um, tell us a little bit about Rooted Akron. And you guys have really... Uh, set roots here in Middlebury. Yeah, we have, um, which is pretty exciting. We're actually, we're going to move into the well, which is a new CDC in where First Presbyterian Church used to be. Um, but yeah, we just, when we did Envision Akron, we kind of came over here and just fell in love with the area. So we decided to literally put roots in the area. Sure. Yeah. It, and the well is a really cool place. It's It's being developed, but it's I look at it as like a nonprofit incubator, a social issue, uh, a startup, you know, where it's going to be about nine, I think, nine different organizations there. A Compass Coffee is going to have a, a really a big footprint on the first floor, and they're actually here today, um, along with Rahab uh, Ministries. And, I think World uh, Relief World will Relief, be in there. Asia Inc. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, some refugee resettlement uh, agencies. So tell us a little bit about what Rooted Akron does and what's your mission and, and sure. why are you here? So there's a few different components. Um, I'm a yoga teacher and my business partner, Caitlin Boyle, is a Reiki practitioner. So we both have our private clients and classes on the side where I offer yoga, she offers Reiki, sometimes we do things together. And our whole idea behind that is like we hold space for people to go on whatever journey they need to. So. We're not healers, people heal themselves, but we can hold space for them to do that. And so what we've learned about just like being in the community and doing some events, that like we can hold space for people on a much larger level by just gathering them in community spaces and you know, outside, inside, whatever. It doesn't have to be called yoga or right here or anything. It can just be called community. And like so now we do community engagement community organizing and event planning. We're specifically focusing on event planning for nonprofits. And we're going to become a nonprofit. Very, very, yeah. Uh, Good to hear. Is that very important, I was going to say. Um, I think that gives people an outlet for, you know, it can be very, it's meant to be very therapeutic therapeutic and healing like you said for sure and and so uh people that haven't even tried it before you're kind of giving people that opportunity to learn about that and that's you know just good for uh the soul overall and so absolutely you know people have stresses in every neighborhood so you're kind of giving them an outlet um and teaching them a way to deal with things uh that they might not have even known was an option before it's a new way and we're really trying to do that like regardless of socioeconomic status so like you know, you don't have to have a lot of money to get together and have a good time with your friends. You don't have to have a lot of money to do yoga or Reiki or do anything like that. Like, you can, it can be available. Exactly. So do you see a lot of new faces taking part in? I hope so, yeah. So we haven't moved into the well yet. We're going to be in September because that's, like, when it's opening. But we hope to see lots of Middlebury faces and, and Akron in general, but, but definitely will, Middlebury. Will you solely operate out of the well then, or will you move around as well? So the organization itself will do events in other places and we will work with people in other places, but our main focus will be Middlebury. 
And, and speaking of holding space, um, I'm looking at right across the street from where we are a community garden that I think you helped put together, right? Or you work well, with the womb? The womb. That's the, the womb's community garden. Okay. It is. Yeah. But, but your Envision Akron event took place over there. It was, did. It was really yes. awesome. You know, we partnered was, with uh, the womb for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. And uh, what what drew you to Middlebury? I don't it's hard to say I just like the community is really beautiful I think it has amazing potential and I think people want to have community here and since I am a community organizer I just feel like that's where I should be it was the place you came to and you felt that calling and this lady over here Marissa Blewett it's nice working with her it's exciting to work with Zach Cole and like everyone that's been involved in Better Block at the womb. I mean, there's yeah. There's a really there's a lot of organizations over here doing a really amazing work, and it just feels like family. It's awesome. It's great to get like-minded, positive people with great energy together and see what happens. And it's obviously what's happening here. You guys have killer Middlebury Better Block T-shirts on today. Yeah, yeah. Akron, Ohio, yeah. Uh, right across the bottom. Are those for sale? Or are you guys giving those out today? Um, they're for volunteers. Got it. Yeah. Well, I think they're I think they're awesome. Uh, yeah. It's one of those things where I could see you know people walking around with those in, in days to come and, mm-hmm. and weeks and years to come and talking about what an awesome event this was and hopefully also referring to it as when. Middlebury started to really become a, a, a special kind of rejuvenated uh, community epicenter again for, for events like this and ongoing activity like what you're talking about. That Hopefully this is the start of something very special here. Th- these t-shirts are really cool. They have a new logo that was designed for Middlebury. It's a compass face. And it's, you know, and, and Marissa, maybe you can help with this. Um, you know, what, I, I can't say enough good things about Marissa. She has done such tremendous work since she's t- taken her job at the Neighborhood Network. I mean, she has, you know, th- that role of community organizer is not easy. I see her everywhere. Um, she, I don't know how you sleep or if you have any sort of personal time at all because, I mean, th- these things take a lot of meetings, a lot of planning, and, and you, you lead these things with such determination and very impressive though but uh, tell us about that that compass face does it does that relate to the fact that Middlebury was the first settlement of Akron it was Akron before Akron was Akron exactly. correct yes okay yeah so um, Middlebury was the first settlement of Akron uh, and actually I would encourage folks to come down here that are listening Lyle Jenkins is giving a uh, Middlebury Better Black Tour for the history. Uh, you can jump on Lolly the Trolley. He's going to give you all the info about it. And then the uh, CSO folks are going to be telling telling you a little bit about what's going on with the CSO project. But the Compass uh, logo or icon for the neighborhood, um, we just looked at the needs of the neighborhood. The neighbors needed an identity to rally around. We needed something to say, this is Middlebury. Some people live in Middlebury and didn't even know it was Middlebury or you know had a business here. So uh, it was really important for us to uh, create something that people can visually see and like emotional and emotionally connect to so that's the reason we only have east pointing uh, so that's a little symbolic and the fact that it's a compass is you know just find your way here and and they need direction right Right. that's I think that's another key part Mm -hmm. of that and, oh. for our, and for our listeners who don't um, actually know, exa- if they listen to this podcast after the fact and they happen to miss the event, but are learning about it through the podcast, uh, if you don't know exactly where we are, um, if you missed that part of it, we are at 
East Market and South Arlington. So that's why she says this is the east end of Akron, east end of downtown, all that fun stuff uh, by Dave's Supermarket, if that uh, gives anybody a, a good um, marker. But it's it's we're right on the intersection. We've got cars driving by us, we, and yet we have people safely situated at tables and chairs just beyond, you know, in, in the bike lane situation, just just right next to the traffic with plants around them with the stray dog cart so the setting is very unique for this neighborhood it's it's something i think that are going it's going to inspire people how could it not so awesome job you guys and so um go ahead and plug there's another neighborhood reborn coming up right yeah so uh, a few things uh we have another neighborhood reborn going on in roselawn excelsior um on october 21st uh, and that'll be a community-led event, and it will be so awesome. We're super excited. That's in conjunction with Habitat for Humanity. I would also encourage folks to come out if you want to connect with uh, Kelly and Caitlin from Rooted Akron, Zach from the Well CDC, me from NNUP, and the rest of this awesome community. Uh, Neighborhood Network of University Park has monthly meetings. It's They're the first Tuesday of each month from 6 to 8 at Family of Faith UMC, 800 East Market Street. We'll see you there. Oh my gosh, I see Lolly the trolley. Lolly I see it. We see you, Lolly. <laughs> oh, so cool. So, um, you, wait, where's it going? It's leaving. Where's it going? It, that's you, the tour route. You, oh, okay, you that's the route. Hearing, <laughs> you will be hearing about it's more looping. about the Well CDC, Rooted Akron, and NUP. These are real, uh, true, genuine community leaders, and they're really shaping, reshaping this neighborhood. And we hope that others are inspired to do this in their neighborhoods. You know, Kenmore is where I grew up, and I, I see a lot of potential there and I, I know they're thinking about a better block as well so get on it Kim Mar. Chris Miller throwing it out That's there right. throw it down the <laughs> well and can I just jump in and say sharing is caring at least for us over here in Middlebury we're all Akron residents so reach out we're, we're, grab a coffee we can go to Compass Coffee uh, Kelly and I can sit down we can help you ro- walk through how to put something like this on if they wanted to set that appointment up yeah. set that coffee date up how would they reach you guys yeah, so here's my here's my uh, email. So it's co.nnupark at gmail.com, or you can check Neighborhood Network of University Park out on uh, Facebook. I'm the one that runs it, so you can just direct message us. <laughs> and I, she's married, guys. This is not this is not a, a, a coffee date date. Okay, this is yeah, community no, organizational no, no date. Pictures. She's very pretty. They're both beautiful girls, but that's not what this is about. Get your contact. Yeah, yeah we, you give your information we, too, absolutely. Akron, so you can go to our website at www.rootedakron.com or you can catch us on Facebook at Rooted Akron and also email us at rootedakron at gmail.com. And it's R-O-O-T-E-D-A-K-R-O-N. Kelly, Marissa, thank you guys for all your time, all your thank effort, and you. making this happen today. This is an awesome event, you guys. I hope you're proud of yourselves. You should be. So, so this is going on until 6 o'clock on Saturday today? 7. So 7, I'm sorry, 7 yeah. on Saturday today. And um, from 1 to 4. From noon to 4 tomorrow. <laughs> to 4. Wow. 1 to 7 okay. Saturday, noon I'm to 4 Sunday. I'm just making stuff up. <laughs> noon to 4, That's 1 awesome. to 7 today, noon to 4 awesome. tomorrow. Good so, enough, yeah. All right, thanks for being on, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back to Spoils of Akron, live from Better Block. And I had to repeat myself there because we had a, a motorcycle going by. We are, in fact, set up right at the intersection of East Market and South Arlington. And we have a brand new guest uh, here sitting beside us, Mr. Jeff Fusco. He was not only uh, mayor 
for a, a stint while uh, the next mayor was being determined to take over. But he is also a city councilman and has a, a big part in this community. And Mr. Fusco, thank you so much for being here. What do you see today and, and how do you uh, see this playing out in the near future? I'm sure it's very inspiring and, and a very good thing in, in your eyes. It's wonderful. And I, I truly just played a small part, not really a big part at all. Um, it's kind of like a liaison with the city um, in the various uh, departments that are uh, that exist. Uh, and we, we have, first of all, what I'd like to say is we have amazing employees in our city uh, that work for the city of Akron. And um, the thing of it is, is that um, the NNUP that put this on, uh, Marissa and her team, they have done an outstanding job. We just interviewed Marissa, and I'm beyond impressed. I tried to tell her, you know, just in words, how how great of a job they did, and how grateful everybody here is. Yeah. Uh, well, I got to tell you, Elizabeth, it's no secret what happened uh, with a, the previous UPA. That's no secret, but. NNUP. What we'd seen with that was a neighborhood. For, for the listeners, can you tell them what those things stand for so that they're not having to try and figure it out as they listen? Sure, sure. UPA was the University Park Association. And as a result, they um, basically disbanded a couple years ago. And then the, the neighborhood network at University Park was then formed as a result of the UPA's efforts. However, what it was was it was the neighborhood the people, the block clubs, the backbone of, of the Middlebury, of the inner city, around the university, all these neighborhoods that's been challenged for so long, they continued that mission that was started. Um, and, and they did that on their own. And that's why I, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a gigantic fan of NNUP, what they've done, uh, the Neighborhood Reborn Project. They've done so many different things over the last couple years in their short time. They've done a, an amazing amount of work. And, um, and, it's, and, it's, and it's great to see the Middlebury area begin. This is like the beginning of its rebirth. Um, obviously, we all know the history, you know, in terms of, you know, one of the first areas in Summit County that was developed, if you will. So exciting. Um, yeah. It yeah. really is. It means something. And, I, and we talked about this with Marissa when we uh, interviewed her and Kelly, that the Compass logo is indicative of that on the T-shirt you're wearing. Um, and, and, you know, there is that sort of little epicenter, that little central point in the middle of your compass, which I think represents Middlebury specifically uh, in Akron as that first or that starting point. It's because of the Goodyear industry being in this area that sort of developed the neighborhood um, initially. Is is that the history of it essentially? Exactly right. And and I got to tell you, this the Middlebury neighborhood is in a great position, right between downtown Akron and the East End project. The East End project is where Goodyear decided to remain uh, and keep their their headquarters here in Akron. There was a significant amount of investment made by Summit County, the state of Ohio, the city of Akron, uh, in terms of uh, keeping Goodyear headquarters located here in Akron. A lot of jobs, a lot of spin-off jobs as a result of that. And, and I just see the trajectory as, as, as very positive in terms of the east side of town, seeing that investment, seeing Middlebury right in between, you know, the, uh, the developer for the East End Project, um, Stu Lichter, has, um, uh, he developed a portion of that property into apartments. They have a waiting list right now. 
And that's just a stone's throw from here, yes. from the Middlebury area. It's They've got perfectly a new, located. A new theater as well. Yes. It's going to be very, very cool. And people the hotel really is one of the, from what we're hearing, the hotel is doing an outstanding job as well. The new hotel over there. Um, it's it's very exciting. It's And it's interesting to get the different takes on uh, Goodyear's presence here. For instance, we interviewed a local resident, Willie Smith, um, just a little bit ago. And, you know, we when he brought up Goodyear, it was they abandoned us and left this neighborhood and there was nothing you know uh, left and nobody knew what to do and so this is great today because you know it's it's hopefully a resurgence of bringing life back because and again he used the word abandoned but you know that happens with industry and and so I think it's important that you bring up the fact that we're very lucky that they are still present here in uh, a very strong capacity. Um, so it, it may not be the the tire industry of old, but it's a very, very important and um, strong presence, like I said. So yeah. we're lucky that the city was able to convince them to stay. It's going to have a powerful impact. Um, so I appreciate that you brought that up. It's, it's important to... Be yeah, grateful for that. The, the, the industry piece, and, and I think, you know, it's well documented in terms of, you know, the city of Akron working with the private sector in terms of repurposing these buildings that used to house all these workers that made the tires that ran the country. I mean, the tires that, you know, these, these tires were developed here and the, um, you know, they, they, they were on the cars, you know, throughout the world, basically. Um, but but these, these manufacturing facilities, you know, we see downtown what's happening, Gojo. Yep. See what's happening there. Huge. Uh, there's jobs there, exactly right. And Huge now, international business. Exactly right. Right here in Akron. Mm, yeah, and that's a, that's a factory building that's repurposed right across the street from there. You know, that's been repurposed as well. And now we're seeing this over here at the East End. And, and these are success stories that are happening uh, in our town. And, and there's, there, there's major uh, companies and industries that are thriving. So exciting, Chris. Yeah, very exciting. And so what are some of your favorite uh, attractions here today? And I know I heard the grapevine. Before I uh, get to that question, you helped move this container here. Or oh, you yeah. helped facilitate Whoa. that. So yeah, yeah. Let me feel those biceps. <laughs> Do this bare no. hands. Um, so what are some of your favorite attractions here, Jeff? Well, I, I got to tell you, there's, um, I, I, I know that uh, Andy Davis is over there with a bike. Uh, uh, over there, the bike, bi bicycle course, the, the what have you. Yeah, center, Summit Cycling think, yeah. Center, I believe it is. Great, yeah. Great. yeah. I've been on a, bike, a couple yeah. bike party rides in there. They're and and, and, and yeah, of course, fun. being a food foodie, <laughs> as we talked about. Yes, the, you used to cook. The food trucks are very cool. Yeah. Uh, contrary to popular belief, I am a big food truck person. I'm, <laughs> I'm in favor of food trucks, of course. <laughs> but, um, but but that's cool. And I've seen all the kids over there on the, uh, on the slide or the, the water feature that we have over there oh, the right, kids right. are loving it i want to do it Chris. that is so cool what do you mean kids yeah, sweat, so yeah. <laughs> we are yeah and of course the stage is it's, it's so cool we're, we're listening to some music over there great music and 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 now with the trolley that's the, the, that you know and it's interesting marissa put it probably the best in terms of you know we're looking you know we have someone on there who studied the, the history and is providing that piece for, for for the for the uh, for the riders on the trolley, and also we are also having uh, we we have representatives from our waterways Akron waterways renewed mm -hmm. talk about the CSO project and what it means to us. Sure, it's here. It's going to happen. So what we've got to do is make the best of it, and it's going to clean our environment. And at the end of the day, that's what we all want. 
Yeah, let, let's talk about that for a minute. Um, it, it is sort of an inconvenience, and it has been for people, myself included, and I try to keep in mind and remind myself this is this is going to be something that's going to help Akron long term, and maybe may, maybe some words of assurance or or may, maybe yeah. some you know let, let people know like what uh, the importance of this thing. Yeah, it's it's the terms that I think that we all have been grappling with the excessively high. Um, bills that we've had to have for our sewers and uh and, and and that's the thing that we're working on we continue to work on that uh um previous mayor pasqualic worked on that whenever i had my six months as mayor i worked on that met with the federal epa uh, and i know mayor horgan is committed to seeing doing all that we can do to make sure that uh, uh we extend for as long as we possibly can uh keep bills as level as they can um, that's that, that that's the one thing we've been working on and we're also transitioning from gray to green and that's also good news you know we're trying to eliminate as much uh, concrete and include more grass as we can uh, at the end of the day uh, you know our waterways are going to be renewed and we're going to be able to you know possibly even swim in these waters that we uh, you know the canal and, and even even turning sun canal. summit lake around that seems like quite a feat but that's yeah. in the in the plan yeah that's oh, I mean there, 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 there's so many you know that would be benefits uh, that's going to be had and, and we have one of the greatest resources in the country here sure. with, with our park to the north here so that's that's a valuable resource and that's that's part of the reason why you know, I think we're, uh, we're, we're in this position, but it's, it's good. Like, like I said, it's here, it's gonna happen. We're in it right now. So, so the thing I wanna do, my mission, and, and I know Mayor Horrigan and City Council, our mission is to educate everyone, you know, where we were and where we're gonna go here in the future and, and how positive it's gonna be for our grandchildren and our children. I love the idea of turning uh, Summit Lake around. I feel like uh, as a long-term goal, that would be uh, a sort of pinnacle, a sort of like, wow, Akron has really full force, come come full circle. That was such, uh, as everybody knows in history, such a uh, special gathering place and had an amusement park at one point uh, many decades ago. And so to actually see that come back to life, I think it would be incredibly symbolic for the entire greater Akron region. Um, so I mean, to work towards that for however long it takes, I think is just absolutely super. Uh, as far as the gray to green goes, um, I love that idea. I know everybody does. Uh, one thing that I always, as a, a downtown resident and business owner, uh, think of though is, um, but you know, don't, let's not fix it if it's not broken and let's keep practicality in mind and keep important access points in mind. Uh, it, it is important for people to get in and out of the city without waiting uh, excessively in an excessively long lines of traffic and things like that. That's one of the things I currently love about living downtown. And so I think it's important to kind of focus on areas that need um, help and need love uh, that need turned around such as Grace Park, for instance, um, an existing park space that, you know, people see as a blight on the community. Um, you know, maybe it's a matter of, you know, I know they relocated the bus terminal at one point and it sort of uh, helped um, steer traffic in a certain direction. Uh, and so people I know see Haven is Rest as problematic based on its location because they, uh, the, the, the people that um, stay there trek through the art museum and libraries grounds. Um, I, you know, recognize the importance of Haven of Rest and what they do and the people uh, need 
love and support as much as anybody. Um, but the, if you ask the art museum, you know, security guards and certain people, they'll say, you know, it makes our job really hard and there are problems there and, and that those are the people uh, a lot of times or, or the homeless community who are occupying Grace Park and making it so that other people don't want to go there. So, you know, as far as um, implementing some sort of program or some sort of plan to uh, very um, carefully work with those uh Haven of Rest organizers, or, or if it's a matter of relocating Haven of Rest so that uh, you know the park community uh, doesn't have you know people sleeping there and, and the drug activity that is known to be there, uh, you know nobody wants to hear that association. But those are the realities of the situation um, a lot of times. And um, you know I'm the first to say you know you know when I was in college I used to drive to downtown locales and 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 just take it upon myself to meet with homeless people and feed them and get to know them. And I'm the first to see them as um, real human beings and understand that they have um, needs as much as anyone else and and so those would need to be addressed first and foremost mm -hmm. but is there um, room for uh, rethinking um, that location and rethinking how that park is used I think there is and and right now we're on the verge of seeing that happen I think in terms of Stark State once that building is constructed and that activity begins over there, what a great opportunity for that portion, that section of downtown as well. You know, a number of us on city council, uh, Veronica Sims and myself and some others, you know, we're, you know, as a result of the panhandling um, ordinance, uh, we're, we're beginning to relook at and go out and do just what you've done, Elizabeth, in terms of go out and talk to some of the, uh, the homeless out there. The thing of it is here in our city, you know, if you think about it, we, we, we basically, we do a great job. We have outstanding organizations and nonprofits, uh, as well as our county government in terms of housing the homeless, feeding the homeless, and taking care of the homeless in terms of their health needs. We do an outstanding job. Absolutely. Here in Summit County and in Akron. I'm so proud of Akron for that and for the nonprofit uh, organizations and volunteers because it is a city full of love for everybody. Exactly. So we do a great job with that, and we've got to get our arms around that. And so, and we, we are working very diligently on that along with uh, Mayor Horrigan and his administration. We've had several meetings, but it's, it's going to be a, it's going to take a, a it's going to be a long journey, but sure. we're, we're going to get there. And it is a delicate situation. Um, and I guess the reason I brought it up is, you know, thinking of Grace Park and your concept of great uh, to green, you know, there's an existing green. So, sure. so yeah. why not, you know, as opposed to spending those extra, extra tax dollars to uh, construct and dig up and, and, and construct following the dig up, I should say, and, mm -hmm. and create new, there is room for, um, I think, turning certain things around first, and, um, and that's worth doing and worth uh, sort of exploring those options. Um, because again, as a resident of downtown, those access points, they're valuable to me. So when I talk about you know the inner belt in 59 and people say, well, you know, there's not enough traffic there to justify keeping it. Um, well, supposedly with all the new downtown living that's coming in the next couple of years, there's going to be that much more traffic and that much more reason to have what was built years ago. Um, so as beautiful as the park is going to be that they're going to put in there and as much activity as it's going to bring, and I know that's true, um, and I will be one of those people and I will, I will be loving on it. I know I'm going to also um, miss that accessibility and uh, I think it's important to help get people downtown who say, hey, I love the, how easy it is to access downtown. Right, yeah. Yeah, well, we, we you know we're going to be doing um, 
asking for public input, and that's the thing I know Mary Horrigan values uh, in terms of he's already had a couple community meetings, you know, and I'm sure we're going to be asking for more input reference Route 59, but we do. We have like 30-some acres there that's kind of sitting idle. Uh, we don't see a path in terms of the original plan in terms of linking, you know, uh, 77 to Route 8. You know, that's, that was the original plan. This, in all likeliness, isn't going to happen. So we've got to figure out a way to activate those uh, 30 acres. And, and what's the highest and best use? Right now, it's probably not just, as it sits today, probably not. Uh, it's highest and best use, but we have the Ohio Canal Interceptor Tunnel, again, another CSO project. Once that's completed, I can see us uh, doing some meaningful things in that area. Mr. Fusco, this has been um, such a great uh, time talking with you, and I've learned quite a bit. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy to have met with you today, and I could see you possibly being uh, one of our full hour guests in the near future to talk about these projects in more detail. It's all very exciting, and um, I like that you know we've got somebody who, like, like we said, Chris, has worked with both mayors, and, and he's um, still a city councilman and an integral part of, of the community. Um, so it's important to hear, I think, for people to hear who don't always get to attend the community meetings and things like that or uh, see the the latest and greatest on the news or you know always get to keep up but to actually hear it from the mouth of a councilman what's going on and what is the thought process so thank you it's very valuable information thank you I'd love to do that as long as uh, you promise we talk a little bit about food yes we <laughs> oh, there will be lots to talk about food <laughs> as, as he looks at my half eaten stray dog uh, <laughs> lunch which is really good stray dog go stray dog I, and I'm pine I, speaking of food I'm pining for that um, that fish and coleslaw wrap you have at Urban Eats to laugh you up. It is so awesome. It is well, so good. Thank you, it's, but it's I feel amazing. like I feel like you're saying that just to taunt me. It's gone. No, oh, Yes, gone? Yesterday was oh, the last man. day. Because oh. I, I I've been wanting to go back and get another one. That's and I, okay. I didn't make it back. So. We, we change our menu every month, as you um, know, and we'll have a whole new selection of really great items come Monday. Can you make one the, special for me? The August menu. Maybe so. Okay. You know what? Yeah, we'll, we'll go right. fishing in Summit Lake, and we'll get you something... Uh, Something <laughs> alive that will cook. Sounds safe. <laughs> All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Thanks so much, Thank Jeff. Thank you. Thanks. Take care. See you. Welcome back once again to Spoils of Akron. We are broadcasting from the Middlebury Better Block. Middlebury Better Block. So Live. happy to be here. It's such a, a happy thing uh, to do on a, on a summer day in Akron is, is get together with community people uh, and, and see a community and a neighborhood in a whole new light. We have a guest uh, with us who is part of uh, this event today. Uh, they're actually um, set up as coffee vendors, but they're also going to be the uh, hot new coffee spot in uh, part of this neighborhood. Welcome, Eric Rezo? Yep. Yeah, I got Eric that right? Rezo, yep. And you're with Coffee excuse me, Compass Coffee. Yeah, Compass Coffee. Yeah. So the Compass, we've been talking about this throughout the day, is the logo on the Middlebury t-shirts representing Middlebury itself. And so hence the name, I'm assuming. Uh, for the yeah. coffee shop is um, that it, the back so i actually didn't know that that was the logo at what? all so it was actually a cool coincidence oh my um, gosh yeah so it has nothing to do with the logo That's but it was just cool that it worked out that talk way. about meant to be um yeah so the the name and the logo kind of comes from an idea of there's a few points to it so one is we want to be able to serve um coffee from all over the world all over the country Akron has a lot of really great shops, but there's not really anywhere where you can get different coffee from different places all over the time, all over the world. Um, and that's kind of a, the, the hip, popular thing in the coffee world today, and there's nowhere around here where you can do that. 
Um, um, Eric, I run a cafe, so just watch it. You're kind of um, <laughs> offending, offending me right now. No, <laughs> no you're right. I, I think anywhere, like, you know, that describes our food. I love fusion-style food. I yeah. love influences of different <laughs> cultures, and internationally speaking, yeah. if you can get those products and things like that yeah. uh, right here in Akron, that's that's valuable. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we want to be able to rotate the coffees we have from all over um, be able to show people on a map at some point where all of our different coffees are coming from. I love uh, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the second part of the name really comes from wanting to give people in, in our city, in this neighborhood, direction. Um, this is a neighborhood that largely I think the opinion is that it's kind of run down and a lot of people don't come here a lot. And we want to change the, percep- the perception that people have of Middlebury. Um, we want to be able to eventually do some work with the homeless community that we have. Um, in this neighborhood with low-income people, um, specifically also college students since the university is so close. We really want Compass um, to provide a space for community. We want to be able to connect with all of our customers, um, connect them with, uh, like, example, if we're talking about the homeless, we want to be able to connect them with opportunities to get employment eventually. So we're not just providing a, an immediate need with providing a meal, but we're providing them an avenue out of the situation they're in. So, yeah, the Compass idea comes from giving people direction with with all of that so So it's metaphorical in numerous ways and then it just coincidentally plays in with uh what it means here specifically to middlebury and the logo that was you know for the better block Mm -hmm. uh event today i think like i said it was meant to be that that it all sounds like it's just coming together too perfectly and um i love that you're taking on the mission of your coffee shop uh in directions that are very meaningful Mm -hmm. and and very um in some cases, life changing and taking into account. We were just talking to Jeff Fusco, uh, mm-hmm. taking into account the importance of uh, nurturing the homeless community yes. to yeah. the level that let's help change lives. Let's not just provide, uh, you know, what what it seems like the city and, and the state and the federal government are known for doing, and that's providing, you know, the housing and providing mm-hmm. the meals. Yeah. It's important to actually provide um, yeah. a healthy lifestyle option. Yeah. If yeah. possible, and show them a new direction. Yeah, yeah. So we. It's not possible for everybody, but it's definitely possible for yeah, some. Yeah, we definitely recognize too, like, the value in filling those immediate needs, which is why once we get off the ground, we want to do community outreach dinners where we're just having a sit-down meal, family style. People from around the community, whether they're homeless, whether they're our regular customers, or people, other people in our building in the well. And just not and serve a meal, sit down together, share a meal, and get to know people and build relationships. So we see that we see filling the immediate need as a, an avenue into learning what people's individual needs are for long-term success. Um, so yeah, it all fits together, but we don't. We think it so often it stops after feeding them or giving them clothes. Right. And we really want to make sure these men and women are set up for long-term success. Oh my God, I love it. And yeah. that's what I meant by that. Those things yeah, are yeah. necessary. You yeah. know, providing some place to say, providing a meal. But there's so much more to the yeah. picture. So I love that you're thinking that way. It's it's honestly, it kind of runs parallel in my mind with Better Block today. Mm-hmm. It's so cool to set this event up and make for a special day. But uh, the plan, like everybody's talked about that we've interviewed, is to make it uh, sort of go on beyond today yes, and create yeah. things so that um, there's plans in place, inspiration in place, yeah. and, and that it's not just an immediate effect, yeah. but an, an ongoing um, sustainable effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even, so I, I went to the University of Akron. Mm-hmm. I love Akron. I moved here from Youngstown six years ago, okay. and I fell in love with the city. I fell in love with the university. Um, 
and I'm obviously a big coffee guy, but there was no shops close to campus. So right. we recognize that need as well. We want to provide late night. And uh, I, I, I could and, be wrong. <clears throat> Excuse me, University of Akron. But there was, I went to the University of Akron. There, there was a, an, there was a, a coffee shop on uh, the far side of Exchange. Aroma Coffee. Aroma. Yeah. Okay. And, I remember that. And okay. I remember it. And the university, it's, it's no. Let me just put it this way: it's no accident that there aren't a lot of good small local uh, coffee yeah. shops and businesses yeah. right in that vicinity. They yeah. bought them out essentially gotcha. because they. I'm sorry, but you know the the perception they gave to students like myself, yeah. and then you know I I went there and then became a small business owner myself. Right, um, was that they wanted to have control of that business area gotcha. and and generate that revenue for yeah. the campus and keep yeah. you know they had like keep that area under campus. Yeah, control. they've got like yeah, an Arby's yeah. Yeah. and a McDonald's and, a, shame. That's and a, a Starbucks. Yeah. and a, you know that's what became of what small businesses were yeah. there. They basically made it so that those. Uh, business owners and property owners or whatever could not resist the money they were presenting to right. sell out. Right. So, you know, there's that. So right. to the city's credit, to the university's, you know, um, side of the story or whatever, it's not that they didn't want to be there for the oh, students. Yeah. No, um, no, that, no, that the yeah. small businesses That's didn't. Not, yeah, um, yeah. I think that has a lot to do with the running of the university. Gotcha. It was yeah. honest. I, I don't know all the details, yeah. but that was honestly as a student and then a small business owner, those were the thoughts that formulated based yeah. on those actions. Well, we're gonna, so, yeah, we're gonna. It's all perception. Yeah, exactly. And we, to at the, the end community. of the day, we just want to provide a space where our community and our city as a whole feels welcome, mm -hmm. where they feel like they can come in, whether they're coffee snobs or they don't know anything about coffee. And we just want to provide a space for university students, SUMA employees, homeless people, like anyone and everyone. Um, so we're just excited about the opportunity I love it. to do that. Yeah. Chris, I can't wait to go and check it out. We've yeah. heard about it. Honestly, most of the people we've interviewed today have brought up the well and um, tell people exactly where it is. It's going to be in the church down the street. Yeah, here. so it's uh, 647 East Market Street, right directly in between the Burger King and Wendy's. Uh, it's a Presbyterian Church building yeah. Yeah, that we're using. I'm sorry, yeah, I shouldn't say it's it's not a church at this time, right. but that building. Yeah, it was um, a church at one point. And it's going to, the coffee shop will sort of be a hub for what else is going to go on in that building. I know Kelly and Marissa, who we um, talked to early mentioned, earlier, mentioned several things, but um, what sort of uh, events and, and things do you see taking place there? Um, what do you hope to see transpire? We really want to use, so we're going to have a big space. We're going to have about 3,000 square feet of cafe space. Wow. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of our idea and our goal is that we're going to be able to have the biggest space that we can provide room for people to come in and spread out and study or have meetings and do whatever um, but we want to have uh, late night open mic nights um, we want to stay open till midnight one in the morning on weekends we're going to open up um, early for people going to work um, and beyond that with the space so one of our biggest things is we wanted to continue which you could probably tell already but we want to be really engaged in our community um, so we're gonna have one whole wall as a chalkboard wall, and on that wall will be a community calendar that will change. So things going on in the well, around Akron, around the neighborhood, people can come in and we'll write things on the wall that are going on so people know like, hey, this is going on in the cafe, this is going on um, with Rubber City Shakespeare, this or you know somewhere down the road. Yep, um, totally. We, we want people to come to our cafe, but also learn more about this neighborhood to get excited about Akron. Because right. We, yeah. 
No, uh, I feel you. Yeah. I, it's like an unofficial part of my job um, is, and pe- you know, my friends and neighbors always say this, okay. that I'm like this little uh, sort of directory um, in the cafe, but it's so important. People yeah. come in and they want to know what's going on, and I'll tell them all day long, you know, oh, this is going on this weekend. This is going on right across the street. This is going on, mm-hmm. um, you know, at Canal Park today, whatever the heck it is. Yeah. Um, you know, it's we do this on Spoils of Akron, but... Honestly, what I do on Spoils of Akron is what I do every day as someone who owns and runs a cafe because I'm, like you, a huge advocate of of the city, of the community as a whole, of Akron. It's it's pride, but it's also, you know, you're part of it, so you've got to do your part. Um, And so it's one of those things where I love that you're putting that on a wall. Um, when I uh, host the Farm and Flea Market, which is um, coming up again in August, I make it a point last time I, I... put flyers out there to say here's what else is going on around town today so that if you guys were having an event in your cafe i could say you know it's a hop skip and a jump you could ride your bike so to kind of connect those points Mm -hmm. and support each other and create that reciprocity because that's the best way to function in my opinion i'm not all about competitiveness and awkwardness that's so counterproductive and so negative and i've never ever uh, been that kind of person i don't like the way that feels so I want to let people know what else is going on so that they can have the best experience possible and to help other businesses out when I can. Um, and, and that's the hope is that it comes full circle and you know that's how everyone should function and, and that only benefits everybody, um, small businesses specifically as well as the city as a whole. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. So well, we're, we're on the, the same page. One of the things I like about you, Liz, you, oh, you're, seriously, you're very supportive of other business owners and I don't I don't see that in Akron a lot this com- this competitive nature that you normally see I'm like that too with the Akronist I don't see us as competitors with other media yeah um, so there, there's enough room for everybody I think yeah so when I when I get a, a, a vibe from somebody who has that sort of opposite um, approach to things I get very like Ugh, that's not that's not how we do things here in Akron you know if somebody comes in and I get that like complete opposite vibe and they're talking about you know well we're gonna wipe out this and we're gonna i'm like i I can't help but speak my mind in those situations because that's not what we're trying to do here yeah agree and we ultimately like and i've heard it a couple times we want to be able to work with other shops other businesses other that's the whole idea behind the well is we want to we want our city to prosper we want we love akron we love the people here and we love the businesses here and we and I love yeah. that you guys are doing it in this neighborhood. It's yeah. important to uh, have the heart that you've got and take on um, the sort of, you know, it's, call it a challenge. But like you said, the perception here is such that it's not worth visiting, but you're part of what's going to make it more worth visiting. Yeah. It already is, but there's, you know, people like you who are bringing good things to the table mm-hmm. that are going to uh, get the perception changed yeah. from outside and the neighborhood. We want people, when I say I'm from Akron, Ohio, I want people to know where that is and I want people... To, to know that I'm proud. And to have that. positive associations yeah, exactly. with yeah. that uh, yeah. mention. Yeah. So um, get down here to Better Block before 7 p.m. here on Saturday, today, and tomorrow. Um, from, Compass Coffee yeah, is set up. All day or all afternoon. I think noon to four is what they said, yeah. right? Yeah, noon okay. to four tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Compass Coffee. Um, and when, when can people expect uh, the opening of the actual storefront? We are hoping... Um, sometime in the fall worst case scenario we're hoping early winter so yeah do, do you have social media presence we a do website? yeah so uh, we have a facebook page um it's just compass coffee and then we have a twitter and an instagram it's just compass underscore akron 
Hey, before we go any further, before we wrap this up, I have to thank you. We stole about 10 paper towels from you, <laughs> you guys here are at good. Better Block today because Chris was spilling gasoline I everywhere. Was. <laughs> no big deal. What's a little gasoline? I, I'm pouring fuel all over this zero waste event. Um, no, we, we actually, we ran out of power. The generator. And I found the generator was out of gas, so I went and got a gas can, and I couldn't get the nozzle to work, so I just took the whole <laughs> nozzle off. So I'm watching... Just you know, just dumping it in. They got sure in there. Yeah. I'm looking at little kids 15 feet away, and I'm watching gasoline just I, drip down into the parking lot. And I'm like, first paper towels I saw were yours. And I, I was, was like, like, someone's taking all of our paper towels. This is like, Chris, give me your shirt. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I, I did, I did pretty well considering I didn't have a spout to use. You did really well. well you actually did. You know, once it started. Pouring. And as far as we know, nobody's on fire right now back there. Yeah. Um, as far as we know, well, the equipment still works, so we know the generators are right. on fire. Yeah. Like I said, as far as we know, I'm sure we'll hear about it if that happens, but. Uh, and now we've got proof that it was you, because I just told yeah, everybody. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it looks but like the Aaron, rain is finally stopping. Yeah, yes. the rain has yes. subsided. Yeah. It cooled things down a little, which is nice. Um, and you're set up here today. Compass Coffee yeah. is here, and you're serving real quick, because we, we've gone a little longer. Yeah, yeah. Talk about a couple flavors you're serving at Better Yeah, Block. so we're ha we have three options. We have a, a dark Sumatra, a medium um it's a blend from uh, Verve in California, and then a light roast, which is our Ethiopia, from another uh, roaster called Worth out in uh, Fremont, California. Those are all cold brew iced coffees. And then we have a raspberry black iced tea. Um, and then we have pastries from Brimfield Bread Oven. We have blueberry scones and chocolate chip cookies. So. Nice, that raspberry, yep. uh, that sounds like something I might need, might need to get myself. It's a hot day and like that cold brew coffee and the and all of that sounds awesome. Um, so excited uh, and and, by all means, as we get closer to your opening date, let us know so we can yeah. help promote. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, guys. Yeah, Absolutely. Please appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. All Good right. deal. Compass Coffee. Check them out. And we'll be back with, I think, our last guest for the podcast. And uh, stay tuned. Thank you. All right, we're back. Spoils of Akron, Chris and Liz here. Um, I wanted to give a special shout-out to Stray Dog Cart. They've been supplying us with waters all day. We've been really, really hot. I mean, and the, the rain did cool things down, and now the rain has subsided, because I imagine the activity will pick back up here. Um, thank you, Stray Dog. Thank you, Stray Dog. And also, uh, thank you to Akron Sustainer, Kaylee Foster's project, which is a really cool shipping container that's been used for educational purposes all over town. And it's you know, kept us dry today. It's kept us dry, yeah. It, you know, we it, it rained pretty hard, and none of our equipment got too wet. Our guest um, was laughing because it did keep us dry, and yet he we, helped us we were this. smart yes. enough to keep the windows open while it poured <laughs> in on the equipment. <laughs> I, I'm outside, like, oblivious, and he's like, hey, your equipment's getting wet. I said, oh, thank you. That what? Might, that might be a problem. Yeah. Doesn't mix with rain? No, laptops what? are not waterproof as much as I like them to be. So thank um, you, guest. Thank you. <laughs> so, so Matt, right? Yes. Um, yeah. From the... Um, so my name is Matt Schmidt. I'm with the Trust for Public Land. Okay. Uh, the Trust for Public Land, we're a nonprofit that works in communities across the country to help build parks. Um, so our goal as an organization is to build a park in cities and neighborhoods within a 10-minute walk of everybody's house. Whoa! Awesome. We are so lucky here uh, in Akron because we have such an incredible park system. So what are you, um, what are you thinking? What are you saying that like maybe more, you know, kind of smaller, more accessible parks per neighborhood? Is that the idea? Yeah, yeah. So we've done a lot of, we, you know, as as we work in neighborhoods across the country, our our goal is to really think about what the needs are, the unique needs in each community, 
And then what that translates into in terms of public spaces. Aha. So thinking about them as, as hubs of community and places where people um, connect to both socially and physically. Nice. So this kind of harkens back to what Mr. Fusco was saying earlier, uh, the, the great agreeing concept. And so that sounds great because when I think parks, it, they're for people of all ages, but man, I think kids. And it's so important for kids in a neighborhood to have a, a good accessible park to go to, a clean, safe park. Uh, not just the big na you know, uh, national parks, obviously. That's not always safe for kids to go across town and get on that towpath and go by themselves or with a group of kids. That's kind of a, a little bit more of an undertaking than just in a, a neighborly, accessible sense. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. So as we're, as we're looking at you know, places and neighborhoods, we're really thinking about what do you need here? And, you know, we talked about kids, right? And so what we're and that the idea of having a quality, safe place and safe is really the key piece. And, and a lot of times safe thinks about not just the kids, but about all generations and how it becomes a, a place for everybody. So what we're doing here today at the sustainer is asking people the question of what's your ideal neighborhood park and what's your idea of play? And we're having people from all ages uh, come and draw, draw pictures or describe in words what their neighborhood park should be and what they'd like to see in the neighborhood. And then hanging them up around, well, we were hanging them up all around us, um, around this, the sustainer. Some of them got the rained rain. on and, and now they're like really great versions of modern art. Um, so they're still, <laughs> they're still there. Watercolor paintings. <laughs> yeah, we pulled most of them down. So we, yeah. you know, we'll put them back up again once the... You were, able, once to, we're, you were able to save most of them so that you can um, save those ideas. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, the idea for play could be for, you know, some kids who have been drawing playgrounds and water parks and... Um, a lot of the adults have been thinking about bike trails and community gardens and, um, you know, places to sit in the shade. So it's been a really fun, unique kind of way of, of hearing what people think and what people say and think about what's next in both Middlebury after the, after the Better Block, as well as, you know, other neighborhoods in Akron. Do you currently have um, some projects, uh, you know, sort of on the map that in neighborhoods that you're focused on right now that you can tell us are upcoming? Sure. So as an organization, so the Trust for Public Land, we do a lot of work from helping to acquire land for parks to thinking about funding. And then, as I was saying, what we're talking about here is, you know, around community engagement and how we create and build parks. Um, we've done a, just a great um, ton of work with, um, with Summit Metro Parks over the years, helping them with a lot of the acquisitions for new metro parks. They've just been an amazing partner. And then we're working right now to kind of think about what that means and how we take that work and bring it into the city with, with the city of Akron and the Metro Parks and a number of other partners around, around Akron. Okay. What's the next generation of our work mean here for the city? How what, can what, we what do? What kind of uh, timeline do you think? Should, should Akronites expect to see something uh, in the works next year? I, I hope so. I think so. Okay. Definitely. I'm going to go, I'm going to be po super positive and say 100% yes. Um, again, is there a particular neighborhood that are you able to say that you might be working with first? You know, I don't know. Okay. Um, you know, part of part of what we're going to hopefully be looking at is is what neighborhoods um, have different needs mm -hmm. and where there's some some of those needs might be um, you know might be addressed already with different folks, and then where we might be able to fill gaps and help to help to address them in other places. Well, that's good to hear. It's going to be on. Uh, a where it's needed most basis? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Okay. okay.
Chris's backyard. That would be a good place to start. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> It'll have to be a dog park. It needs I a lot of dogs. <laughs> There's been a lot of people that have drawn dog uh, parks today. Uh, yeah, oh, I, yeah, I imagine so. We have we're a lot of pet lovers here in Akron. I think you know a lot of a lot of animal people. Don't I, you think? I love I love my hot dog. Sir <laughs> hot dog. From Stray Dog. Don't you have a cat? No. Oh, I thought you. I, I'm dropping peppers everywhere. No, I have um, zero pets, but we do have a a fish in the shop. That's pretty much uh, the extent of our. I'm gonna get you a pet. Oh, you a are? Present. Yeah. Because oh, pets make great live animals make great presents, right? Are you seeing? <laughs> <laughs> it's just what everybody I think wants. You're saying <laughs> I need that. Like I need to practice uh, that responsibility. Liz, I think you need a pit bull. Uh, that's, <laughs> oh my god. I've narrowed it down. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I just chunked up. I just chunked. I'm sorry. She's choking on her stray dog Thank now. you. Thank you. I can't even say it correctly. I did. Thank you. Pitbull. Yeah. Um, I don't know about that. I think okay. I think I'm I'm one of those people who have friends who have pit bulls that are so incredibly sweet, they're like big babies. And I'd end up with the one that kills me in my sleep or something. Like just didn't work out. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Sorry. Well, well th- thanks Straight for being, to the jugular. Thanks, thanks for being on with us today. And oh, it's where, my where can people find out more about uh, the Trust for Public? Sure, if you want to learn a little bit about more about what we're doing, uh, both around here in Ohio and across the country, our um, our website is uh, tpl.org. TPL. Love to have you learn wow. more about us and reach out if you have any questions. And you know, we'd love to have you be a part of our work in the neighborhoods. You seem like the perfect guy for this because, like I said, when you first came in and sat down, I was like, I don't even quite know who you are or what you do, but um, I've seen nothing but a huge smile on your face all day to everybody who you've engaged with, including myself, as I walked up. I mean, you just have the most friendly demeanor, and the fact that you're doing what you're doing and getting the pictures drawn by residents about what they'd like to see happen seems like the best suited job for you. Well, thank you. Or, I mean- or that they have the best man for the job. Well, when you're in a place like this with this many people and everybody's out and you're seeing the potential that can that you know a neighborhood can have, how do you not be excited about that? You know, it's oh, just man. great. See, that's, Very true. and that's the kind of positivity positivity they need to engage the community and get great parks in place. It's such a happy thing. It, it's got to be you know a positive atmosphere, like positive attitude and a positive atmosphere provided uh, for all involved. And you're doing that. Your your very presence. Your very personality. Have to say, I, I'm telling you, it. it stood out from the moment I got here today. To- very appreciative. Thank you, Chris. Okay. You could work on that. <laughs> I, I'll do my best. Thank you, Liz. <laughs> All right. Thanks. We'll be right back. Bye bye. Okay, we're back uh, with our final interview for the day. We have a very special guest, someone I've I've gotten to know I think over the past year or two, and is so involved with this neighborhood. Um, she's a University of Akron professor. Um, she's, you know, a longtime Akron person, if I'm not mistaken, right? Um, and she, I know she's helped with some block watches here. She's part of the core planning team of Neighborhood Network of University Park. We talked to Marissa earlier, who leads that. So welcome, uh, Carolyn Berman. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you for letting Great. me do this. And, and so um, what do you think about Better Block this weekend? I mean, what are your thoughts so far on how things are going? So... I'm really pleased. I'm pleased with the way that people have come together. I'm pleased with the incredible creativity, the number of things that have just kind of evolved um, almost out of the air, but then you realize that people have dedicated and connected um, previously, and it's just wonderful to see the the 
the people and the, and so many happy kids the kids and yeah. the people i'm glad yeah. you said that they are my favorite parts like the kids especially yeah one of the things i loved was that when we did the survey with neighbors we all sat down it was a huge meeting 70 plus people sat down and we said what what do people want what do you wish you saw and one of the things that people kept going back to was that it used to be a place where kids could move freely. It used to be a place where you could cross the street and used to be a place where children were seen. And then, and then today, the kids in the waiting pool just blew my mind. I was so sweet. Um, yeah, it was great. I was ready to jump in at any time. I was covered in sweat. Now I'm not so more. Even with the rain, I'm still less wet than I was. When I'm sweating in my other shirt. So but, can I just say this? A hay bale and tarp waiting pool, to me, it looks like a water slide. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm, I'm going to go right after we're done here. With the mics. We'll just with the mics, yeah. Strap the mics to with our... With the laptop and the mixer. <laughs> to our tests and go. Um, yeah, I wanted to actually see if I could interview one of the kids in here today to get just that young perspective and that experience kind of um, recorded as far as what they make of all this. Um, But I went over and there was a group of kids standing ready to cross the road and I said, hey, do you guys want to be... I'm so old-fashioned. I tried to put it in like how if I were a kid I would have understood it. Do you want to be on our radio show? (laughs) And And they're probably like, what's a radio? I know! (laughs) And then I realized how old-fashioned I sounded. And I'm like, it's going to be on the internet. And they go, will it be on TV? And I said, no. And they said, oh. And they crossed the street and like totally like left me in dust trails. I was like, darn it. I should have said yes. No, but I would, would love, love, love to get, because they're having so much fun out there. So it's like to just hear the excitement in their voices and, and see what they think of all this. Well, and then there were the line dancing adults who were having their kid time. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is fun for all ages. Yeah. But the kids make me so happy. Just seeing them happy and out here. um, It's cheesy, but it's just so, it's so joyous. It's just wonderful. And having worked in this neighborhood a very long time, I started out, my interest is in power and poverty in urban communities. And I became involved, engaged with a group of women who were fiercely, grimly hanging on in a really rough situation. Wow. And... The president of that block watch, their block watch, was here today as a volunteer. Um, It just—it's amazing the shift in mood around here. And the fact that this and Envision Akron and Neighborhood Reborn—all these projects are really involving the residents in a in an appropriate way. Because not not always do these type of grassroots neighborhood projects properly involve the residents you know i've talked to residents from past events who felt left out they were never consulted they said outsiders come in and tell us how to do things or they say oh this is something you'll like well here and i i attribute a lot of that to marissa's leadership um but it's like she's getting feedback she listens she is paying attention to what they want and we're there they are you guys are uh, tailoring these events to what people want, and I think that's what really helps bring people out. Well, and just to things. seal that that point, um, one of the things I've loved about the this day is that instead of people saying, "Well, why isn't there?" or "What about?" I've had people say, "What comes next? How much is left? What will we do after this?" Right. It's really good. They want to see more. Yeah. That means it's working. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's the most important part to these better blocks is is what do you do after that with all this information, with all the, all of these ideas, um, you know. And we we're all excited about the Well CDC. We've been talking to some folks yeah. involved with that today. Um, you know, the rooted Ac- rooted Akron is is staying here in town, mm-hmm. and City Repair is going to do some projects here. 
Um, Neighborhood Reborn is going to continue. So, um, and the university's got a role to play here too. Absolutely, um, yeah. And, and speak, yeah. speak from that as a professor. What, well, what, and actually, what role do you see I that? am a professor, but I'm also playing? I stepped out of my official professor role for two years to oh, join okay. the University of Akron's Experiential Learning Center. It's called the Excel Center. Mm -hmm. um, it's a new thing. It's a new kid on the block. But our whole goal is to be the, that side of the bridge. That connects work? the universities to the community. Do you work with Ian? Is he I do. Same program. And Jeff have you met Ian? He's a very dynamic I, oh, gotcha, guy. Oh, gotcha. We should have him on the podcast sometime. He's high he's, energy. He's um, very high energy. No, I like he, him, though. He, I've been on, uh, let's see, I first met him when we did the um, Akron to Detroit trip with the city with the Knight Foundation. Um, and, and he comes into the shop, and he is uh, full of good ideas. Yep. Um, he is that guy. So it's cool to hear, uh, when, when he speaks anyway, that the university is trying to uh, get more engaged with the community uh, is hopefully what's mm -hmm. going on and and uh, and ultimately you know change that perception uh that's sort of been maybe yeah. for lack of a better word slightly tainted over over recent years or something like that um but if they have they do have the power to turn that around and to uh make great changes in the city of akron um even beyond their so-called borders so it's great mm. that you're part of a program that seems to be doing that well one of the goals of the program is uh, there have been for years and well forever faculty members who have been engaged they have student connections they do in you know internships but also research and community engagement but the excel center is helping to focus that and bring everybody mm -hmm. together to realize who's doing what let us cross-pollinate on the university campus a sort and of then organized, the like an organized version of it yeah that's great yeah. because that's true. That's so important to say is that so many staff people um, of, of all different rankings have had passion for this community and, and have done great things to yep. engage with students and with the community as a whole. And and so I think sometimes when the people speak about um, what's gone on in recent years that they're not in favor of, they uh, are, are speaking about, you know, maybe at an administrative level and that sort of thing. But it's so important to remember how many of you work hard there and, and put so much passion into what you do and that there's um, always really, really um, important um, and, and strong intentions involved as far as reaching out um, yeah. to neighborhoods and, and students, you know, beyond your, your normal job and expectations. Yeah. Well, modeling so, the desired behavior that our students will be engaged citizens. That's we want to do it and have them be there with us. Love it. Yeah. Hey, yeah, and speaking of that, you mentioned before we started recording um, you've seen some students here today who have come back, have. so to speak, right? We've some seen really students come back. Impressive, uh, intelligence, uh, you know, just just promising. Yeah. Promising Akronite students coming home to make Akron better. That's Love great. it. I I went to the university, and when I started there, so did I. there, yeah, we're both uh, alum, and it was not when we went there. It was the city of Akron was not going through this really incredible evolution like it is now and there wasn't a whole lot to do and things like that so it was kind of like you go to class and then you know there's a couple things to do but um, what we see happening now and so I can see a lot more students being attracted you know to to what's going on now and and the fact that that's going to inspire um, more of them to do so I think we're going to see an influx of that in the near future I hope so and one of our summer programs is we have nine students in what we're calling the Excel Summer Scholars Program, who have been connected to uh, nonprofit community partners, and four of them are actually here uh, because those partners joined the Better Block. That's great. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. I, I see all the right people working together. You yeah, know, cheers, it, it, cheers to you because 
people like yourself were doing it before it was an organized thing, before uh, Better Block was occurring and, and the support was there. So uh, yeah, cheers to people like you who are pioneering and doing it out of the goodness of your heart and because it was right uh, from the start. That's a nice thing to say. Thanks. For real. And you are a professor, by the way, of anthropology. anthropology. Uh, yeah. For the record. It, yeah, what, what interested you in anthropology? I actually didn't major in anthropology as an undergrad. I was working in Washington, D.C. for a program that dealt with, um, pro dealt with high school dropout and teen pregnancy issues. And I met an anthropologist. And she was doing research that really changed the way that this funding agency was spending their money and focusing their energy and the way that the people were being, thought they were being received, listened to, actually. Um, and I admired her a lot, so I followed the path. Okay. So you saw it as a way for, for you to follow in that path, uh, like you said, and also make change. Yeah, so I do community-based research and service learning. That's mm -hmm. the pathway that I like. Yeah, I think service learning is so valuable. I, I really do. I mean, that's. I, I wish I had more of those opportunities when I was younger that I see happening now. Oh, Chris, it's I, not I too late. I would have gotten no, involved I'm, in nonprofits I'm, a lot earlier. I'm patting him on the back. It's okay. You came out just fine, Chris. Okay, you turned out you. just fine. No, thank here's you. the beauty of the thing. He can help from the other side. I, I, and I do. I you do, do, actually. Yeah, I, the acronym. I have interns every yeah. semester. Um, I, I even have off-the-books interns who help mm -hmm. us. And high school kids so yeah i definitely yeah, guys do. want to help provide that so thank you yeah. um all right well, well thanks for being on thank Carolyn. you so anything much anything else you'd like to promote or actually how, how i was only going to say more about you well i was going to say we love the acronist we oh, love thank you. what hey, people Chris. like yeah things and like blue, the acronist. I, I paid her to say that <laughs> not at all no but the the independent media is making this growth and change in Akron possible. Thank you. I, I do appreciate that. Credit to Chris and to Blue Green. You guys are awesome. And your whole crew. And our whole crew. And, and Yoli, the, and, and the community. Yeah, they make it happen. It's. I mean, I'm just the guy who writes and does videos. I'm so it's, just the guy it's, uh, in the world. It's a group effort. <laughs> but thank you. All right. Well, thank well, well, thanks for being on, Carolyn. Thank you. And uh, Liz, thank you for joining me this lovely day. Always my pleasure. I do appreciate pleasure. it. Yeah, thank you so much. And we will... Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to be on Monday, but we'll probably be back at some point over the next we'll week. We'll be back so. soon, Akron. We'll be back soon. <laughs> so enjoy this podcast. And by the time this is posted, Better Black will still be going on till 7 p.m. and noon to 4 on Sunday. So get out here. Be, be here or be square. You know what? It's important to support. compass shaped. So don't worry about the rain. Come out anyway. Rain's not going to hurt you. The rain will stop, so we're all good. So It's supposed to rain tomorrow, Chris. I'm just saying. If it's raining, they can still come. <laughs> if it's raining, you can still come. It's going right. to be great no matter what. And thanks for Straight Out Cart for providing us the waters and the delicious food. Charlie Murphy! <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, keep it an, an Akron, Akron day. day. <laughs>